I'm mailing it back with William Mosley, starring in Saving Paradise. Hey, William, where are you? I am in uh, London. I'm at my friend's flat in London. You look like you're in paradise you can, a little bit. Maybe you can see a little bit of London in the background. He's got a very cool flat. Um, it's up in a, it's up in like a high rise, so you can you can get a nice view of the city here. It is nice. So, are you anywhere near the London Eye? Um, I'm quite near Big Ben, actually. You can see Big Big Ben from his flat, so that's kind of cool. Um, yeah, it's a great place. I'm very fortunate that he lent it to me for for the last couple of days. Oh, cool. So, what are you what are you up to in London these days? Um, well, actually, um, the director I just worked with, Shireen Nishat, um, she premiered her film, which I was in with Matt Dillon and Sheila Band um at uh the venice film festival over the weekend and so i um and she has a she was awarded last night uh this sort of master photographer's award um for her work as a photographer and i it sounds funny but i knew she was a successful artist but i didn't i, didn't, I hadn't really sort of gauged in my mind until i showed up at this sort of gala with all these you know, famous art people. And I was like, oh my God, you're really quite a star, you know? Um, so she'd invited me along and I came up for that last night. And then um, I had a few things to do today. Yeah, it's just been, it's been great. So how far are you from actually where you grew up? I grew up in the um, Cotswolds um, in a town called Stroud, which is very small. It's a, uh, it's an eco town. It's uh, full of a lot of um, eco warriors and hippies, musicians and artists, and and so I was very fortunate that uh, I had a supportive system around me when I was growing up. When I said I wanted to be an actor, you know, nobody was like, "Well, you're crazy," you know. Everyone was like, "Oh, great," you know. So that was nice. So is that like the countryside? Mm -hmm. That's about an hour and a half out of London in the West Country. Um, it's very pretty, you know. Lots of green hills, um, lots of small pubs and old houses. So. Yeah, I love it though. Every time I, I, I hear an English accent, I get a little homesick because I'm a quarter English and I've got mm. relatives in Hertfordshire. Oh, it's oh. beautiful. Yeah. So you're a quarter, so one of your grandparents, your grandparents are? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Right, okay, cool. Um, On the nose. Cool. On the nose, I got it. <laughs> very cool. Very yeah, so um, what do you think of my backdrop? Do you recognize it? I do. That looks like the pencil factory. <laughs> That's very cool. Thank you so much for putting that up. I, um, you know, I was really honored to be a part of uh, what we now call Saving Paradise, but it was originally Pencil Town. And um, it was a script that I felt I wanted to make because it, to me, it embodied the American dream in, uh, in both the positive and the negative. You know, as a young guy who's kind of taught to, you know, uh, I don't want to use the word he's almost like a vampiric character in the beginning, but he's definitely someone that, you know, is told to forget his morals and to basically profit first and capitalism rules supreme. And of course, you know, he learns that's not that's not right. Um, but I, I wanted to make the film because I, I love the idea of the American dream myself, you know, starting out with nothing and building a company and, you know, uh, you know, helping people along the way and, you know, making your mark in the world and hard work gets you there. You know, I, I like that, um, that concept. So when was the last time that you used a pencil? Uh, the last time I used a pencil. <laughs> it was, oh, I feel like it was kind of recently because I was going through and annotating a script. Um, so, so I, you know, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm not very tech savvy. So 
to me, like using an iPad for my script just never really works. And so I always just print it out and I go old school and I highlight and I write little notes. So probably quite recently, actually. I love that you're old school, you know, not not too many people your age are that way. So yeah. I don't think it's a good thing. I think I'm like way behind the times. <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. I'm very old school too. I don't even I don't even like emojis or memes or anything like that. I'm 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 trying to get myself up to date. You know, I've got a I've got good family members around me to push me to push me a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm watching this movie, and all of a sudden you're sitting in the diner, and it says Mosley Diner. I know. That was just by chance that they wrote that, and then they. Um, and it had already been in the script, so they didn't change it, which is very cool. I was very grateful that they did that. Um, actually, on a move on a TV show before on the Royals, they put a Mr. and Mrs. Mosley in it, and, and, the, and the director, right, just did that for a laugh. He, he just did that for fun. Um, but my mom was my mom's a bit of a hippie, so when she saw that the um, that the parents, Mr. and Mrs. Mosley, were quite sort of you know uh, quite buttoned up people, quite conservative people, she's like, I'm nothing like that. I was like, Mom. It's just a TV show. Chill. <laughs> so you must have like wanted to take pictures with everybody in the diner to sort of, you know, commemorate that this was your name. I did. That was very nice, actually, of it, the director. And um, how to say Jay Silverman really has an incredible heart. He's an incredible man. And um, we connected from the very beginning. You know, he did a lot of things like that. And he um, invited me into his home and he had me me meet his family and he did lots of and you know my my brother was there and he took my brother in as well and like there was a lot of um just a lot of kindness from him and a lot of uh, a lot of positive energy which was which was great i mean you'd think it'd be like that on every film but i'm telling you it's really not sometimes it's i believe it's, you william yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not all that glamorous movie making it's not you know that's the funny thing i think you have to love it, you know. I think someone sometimes people get into it for the for the wrong reasons. There's something like this isn't very glamorous. I thought this was going to be glamorous, and I was going to get this and this and this. I'm like, to be honest, you got to do it because you love it. You know, you got to you got to love it. Cause it's a lot of highs and lows. And, you know, you got to you got to love the in, the industry. Absolutely. So your dad was a cinematographer. So I'm imagining that you actually grew up on sets. Is is that so? Well, my dad. Um, as he would call himself, is sort of a gun for hire. You know, he's just sort of, they would offer him a job, you know, the camera, he'd go out and he'd shoot it and he'd be running around and he'd have it on his shoulder and he'd do, and sometimes he'd do the news. Sometimes he'd do a big commercial as a DP. Sometimes he would make a little documentary, like an art movie for somebody, like in our area, sort of Veritasic area, so he'd make art things for people. So really, I I didn't go on set with him that much because it wasn't really a, a, a you know, for like a, a child, you know, environment, but I, um, I listened to him a lot about films. Um, for instance, I was just in um, Venice at the film festival, and um, I remember I remember that my dad had told me about Don't Look Now, you know, this classic Nicholas Rowe movie. And when I was walking through and I was looking at the light and I was you know, feeling it out, I was like, oh yeah, I remember you talking about, I remember you talking about this and this and this. And that's always cool, you know, like when you've had a parent that's kind of like. Um, showing you movies and showing you things and they kind of pop up in different places so that's that's been good and talk about serendipity it turns out that your character in Narnia was named Peter 
So that is very serendipitous. I know it's very strange. Um, and I'm, you know, my uh, middle name is Peter. My father, obviously, my father's name is Peter. So that was very strange. Um, sometimes I look for those signs. Actually, I know. Um, I don't know. You know, yeah. And I think actually, sometimes it's the universe showing you that you're on the right path. You know, I, I knew, for instance, with Land of Dreams that it, I had a, it sounds really mental, but. I knew I had a feeling Land of Dreams was going to work out because I knew that the lead actress had the same birthday as me. And um, and I had this weird feeling because it was everyone was saying, there's no way you're going to get to America in a pandemic. Shoot this movie, get through border control, get a visa, get all of it done, go work with these people. I was like, I just think it's going to happen. I think they're going to cast me. I think we're going to make it happen. And I, I believe it. I just had this feeling because of her and her birthday. I was like, I just know it. And it did work out and it did and it was really a successful time and a great time so I always look for those little serendipitous things so now are you celebrating your birthdays together from now on well we should um but you know I think it would just be I would probably just give her a cake and she'd probably forget that it was my birthday no I'm joking um no I think we should but we're always in different countries uh we're always in different places so yeah it's fine so I think I see a little a little hippy dippy thing in you there, William. You know, uh, yeah, inside me is a hippie. Like inside me, really is a hippie. I, I grew up going to like music festivals, and my dad had an old VW camper van we used to drive around. I fell out of once because uh, the, there was no seatbelts and the doors flew open. Uh, you know, I, I I had a kind of a mad childhood. You know, like we used to we had a lot of kind of mad adventures. Um, a lot of my friends as well were the same and. Um, you know, I want to install that into my kids as well, that you can kind of do anything you want. You know, you can be whoever you want to be. Like there are no limits to your life. Nobody should ever tell you you can't be an artist. Nobody should ever tell you you can't live the dream, you know. And, you know, living the dream isn't always straightforward. But you, I, I want to install that in people around me as well. I want to encourage them like I've been encouraged. So I want to hear more about falling out of the van because that happened to me too once. Mm-hmm. so scary my mother didn't even know that I was gone she like what <laughs> what yes wait you were in a VW van as well was it a camper van no it wasn't a van it was it was a Volkswagen like one of those big sort of um uh like a Volkswagen you know like yeah a bus a Volkswagen bus exactly and I Same fell out <laughs> that's happened to me it was a Volkswagen bus exactly because the doors are like that aren't they they just sort of like they can pop open and here's the thing my brother knew that i fell out and he said nothing what <laughs> he just left the other no keep driving mom keep driving it's uh no, don't look at the rear view mirror <laughs> exactly like it's okay <laughs> uh, were you okay were you injured oh yeah it was just so scary because i was so little but how old were you like i was eight. like five Oh my god. Yeah, it was traumatic. Traumatic. Right. Tell me what happened to you. Well, it's very similar thing. I remember we were coming back from the uh, um the seaside and uh we were, it was a Halloween thing or a party and uh we were going around a corner about 40 miles an hour, the doors flew open and a uh, bunch of things went out and I went with them. Um so it was just one of those moments. I wasn't injured, I was okay um but yeah no uh, like you said it was traumatic but it's sort of well at that point having sort of a hippie upbringing it was not really that surprising to me it was just I think so bad 
Yeah. <laughs> well, at least your mother stopped and she knew that you were missing, right? Uh, it was my dad driving, actually. I think my mum gave my dad an earful when we got home. <laughs> but, she, but my dad didn't forget me. Like, like, you're, like, so when you, were you still in the road? You were left in the road and nobody knew? So for how long were you in the road for? Um, about, it seemed like a really long time. But oh it was, first of all, it was pouring rain. I couldn't see oh anything. The oh headlights my. were coming towards me. Oh, my God. Oh, my. God, that is horrific. You're you're lucky you survived, actually. My brother's not so happy I survived, I think. <laughs> He's like, right, all the attention for me now, now that she's gone, good. <laughs> oh my God, that's full on. So did you have hippie parents as well? I'm sorry? Were your parents hippies? Oh yeah, major. Yeah, yeah really? Yeah. Very cool. We're like but sons of different mothers, I think. We are, we are, yeah. we are, we are kindred spirits. So, um, did you grow up in a very eco way? Like, how did it? How was your childhood? I, no, I, I know you should be asking questions, but I, I, know. I know it always it, conversations. I love. Um, I, yeah, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. So wow. very sort of you know hippy dippy. A lot of different types of friends, and it was the best, the best childhood. Wow. Yeah. Wow, so like Robert Downey Jr., Nick Cassavetes, I guess they were in New York and sort of had similar kind of parents, I suppose. So there was a kind of a New York thing happening at that point, uh, I, I, I suppose. I don't know if that's right, but that sort of seems how it, how it is. Um, yeah. yeah, New York was a bit of a melting pot. Like kind of you, should you would love New York. Have you ever lived in yeah. New York? I've lived there for a little bit, but, you know, I... Um, I never really knew any kind of like musicians or artists. So I was, um, you know, I was just sort of like going around. I lived there, my, one, of my, one of my two ex-girlfriends, the first one went to NYU and the second one went to Columbia. So I, um, you know, I, I was in and out, you know, but I was kind of surrounded by kind of quite academic people actually, um, which, which I like just as much as, you know, just as much as the hippie side of things. But I would like to meet some New York hippies at some point. I'll introduce you next time you come. That would be great. That <laughs> so now we're getting to the part of the show. This is like a new segment and it's so much fun. It's called the IMDB debunker opportunity. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to tell you what it says on IMDB and you tell me if it's true or false and then the real story. Okay. Okay. You were struck by lightning. True story. I was struck by lightning in a take. Can you believe that? On action, I was hit by lightning. Literally, this is the scar, actually. I know I can show you the scar on camera, but. Well, I'm looking more at your muscles, but okay. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> well, I, actually, I had a mouth abscess. My muscles are very small at the moment, but, um, but I did get hit by, it came through the camera and sort of came out of the camera. I was right next to the camera and it went through me and I, um, do, you know, do you know what the craziest part of that was? Um, I was actually at a broken ankle at the time and um, everybody was running away because the people holding cables got hit by lightning and the DP, she was unconscious. And, um, so people were just having a complete meltdown and we were at the bottom of a valley and I, I'd, broke, I'd broken ankle and I saw the crutches outside and I thought, God, should I take these crutches? Because <laughs> they are metal. I hit my leg again, or should I just pop up the mountain? So I... Uh, I went for hopping instead of 
<laughs> instead of using the crutches. But yeah, it was uh, definitely a good story. Definitely a good story, which I thought it wouldn't be at the time, so it's fine. <laughs> it, did it hurt like hell? Um, it, 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 I felt my heart stop, so definitely did uh, hurt, yeah. And I, I was very unwell for about a week and a half afterwards. I couldn't get out of bed. And, um, I basically, my whole system was shot. <laughs> um, but it's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm all good. Wow. Good, good for that. And then Thanks. the other one audition, you auditioned for the role of Harry Potter. Yeah. That is not true. Oh, okay. They were doing, they were doing castings with a lot of people. I mean, they literally went through England up and down with like a fine tooth. Cap. And they, I think they thought I'd put up anybody who might have been the right age and I went for one audition and I don't think I would it was for Harry Potter I think it well for Harry Potter movies it was for but I don't think it was for the part of Harry I don't think so um I never had to do any scenes I never had to meet the director I never had to do any anything like that I um you know I was just like one of like probably a million people that they looked at so yeah that that one isn't true but yeah good good check Thanks for debunking that one. <laughs> so what um, what do you want to do for the next upcoming 10 years in your life, would you say? Do you have like that sort of plan? Or do you Actually, think that far ahead? I, that's a really nice question to ask because, you know, um, I, I came to a bit of a crossroads in myself and I was thinking that, you know, because really I'm, I'm quite, being a bit of a hippie, I just... I flow through life, you know, I flow from one thing to the next and I, I often don't plan things, you know, um, but I started to think about making a plan. I started to think about like, what does it mean the next 10 years? I'm 34 now. What would I be when I'm 44 um, or 54? You know, like it doesn't seem abstract anymore. Um, and, um, and I just thought, well, I've done a lot of work and really what I want to do is films and things that I'm proud of, you know, and I, and I'm, I'm fully aware that, it's better to work than to sit at home. You know, I'll always take a job over just sitting at home. Like, you know, what do you do today? Well, you go to the gym and then you come home and then you maybe send a self-tape for an audition and then you meet up with a friend or something. Like, that's fine, but I'd rather be working. You know, I'd rather be doing what I love. And I love acting and I, I'm, I, I, and I enjoy it and it's fun. And like, I like getting into character. I like learning lines and I like being on set with everybody and doing it as a team. Um, but if I got to choose what I was going to, how my life was going to be, I would make projects that I'm proud of. I'd make, you know, art films and I'd make, um, and I'd make, I would make uh, big studio blockbusters, you know, as well. And, and as long as they've got meaning to them, as long as there's something fun or entertaining or something that does something for people, something that does something for me, um, my job in the world is an entertainer, you know, like, um that's my job right so i i i do it uh with openness i do it because of, to the best of my ability um i was very fortunate recently that i've made a couple of films that i'm really proud of i'm really proud of saving paradise and i'm really proud of land of dreams you know and i i just finished watching land of dreams at the premiere and it was a big premiere at venice and i just thought that was really cool actually that was really cool and i'm really proud of that and i'm really proud that i was part of that you know like and same with jay's film Land, uh, saving paradise is another film that i'm very proud of. so i'll just keep rolling along with some somewhat of a plan and i'll just kind of go with it you know um i i've, I've realized that i'm not i'm not this great big muscly guy actor you know i'm not going to be like with a shaved head and like 
big muscles and like you know I don't think I'm gonna be that guy I'm gonna try to you know um just just make myself happy you know more than anything else well I think you're my new favorite person <laughs> <laughs> that's really the most truthful answer I can give you <laughs> I adore you you're the best oh boy this is so much fun thank you thank so you. much and I just wanted to say, like, I know you interviewed Michael Pitt recently. Um, I did. I love one him. of my favorite actors. What an incredible person. Like, you know, that is such an incredible actor to have on your show. And um, I, someone I've looked up to, and I know you've interviewed a lot of amazing, brilliant people. So, you know, congratulations to you. And I'm going to be tuning into your podcast from now on. <laughs> Oh, I love you. Thank you. And I'm going to continue watching your movies and I want you to come visit me in New York. We'll, be, we'll be besties moving forward. We're going to be besties. We're going to be besties. We'll, be, we'll start a drum circle in New York. <laughs> That'd be great. All right. Well, I'm going to let you go. Thank you so much. Thank you, Robin. Thank you. Take care of yourself. You too. Bye. Bye. Always new. Always refreshing. Always candid. Always billing about. Robin Milling delivers what celebrities are saying to you. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.